Katie Lowe. Welcome to breakfast with Bobsy. Bobsy, thank it's you for inviting me. Yes. Pleasure. Thank you. Pleasure. We have a bit of a Hong Kong sound check, sound background. I know, but, uh, I know. That's okay, you know. Mm. We're used to it, right? Yes, <laughs> actually. So, um, Katie, you are um, an inspiration to me. Thank you. In this city. It's a company. Um, and I've been observing your work and quietly being involved in your work uh, for a very long time. I remember the first time I became aware of your organization was when you were on Staunton Street in Soho, maybe around 2005. That's a long time ago, Bobsy. You were campaigning to stop them building that tall building that's come up now on Staunton Street. Mm -hmm. You were trying to raise awareness about preserving the heritage and the characteristic and the culture and the community of Soho. Yeah, I think at Back that then time, I was yeah. uh, running Life Cafe. So I came down and you know I signed the petitions and got lots of people to sign it. And I remember it was, it was um, heartening to see some people caring about a community, about heritage, about and ever since I've been inspired by what you and John um, have been doing over the years. And uh, so just very briefly, um, you're the uh, co-founder of the Central and Western Concern Group, yeah. right? Which is a society in Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. um, and you're a mother. And um, you've been campaigning very hard to raise awareness and education and preserve some of our culture and heritage in this lovely city. So, tell me what inspires you. Yeah, well, if you say <clears throat> you met us, you know, back in 2005, I think that's probably around that time that um, John Batten, some other neighbors and I have, um, you know, have been, you know, woken up to the kind of overdevelopment in our neighborhood, you know, the, in Central and Shangwan area. And, um, you know, I have, you know, I've been a, a resident in this area for over 40 years. Whoa, yes. 40 years. Over 40, wow. yeah, yeah. I'm almost, I, I, I grew up in here. Yeah. And, um, you know, this is my neighborhood and, and we really love this neighborhood. And it has changed a lot over the years. Um, I used to, I'm, I still lived on Cane Road, where I have been for the last 45 years. Well, I only, um, you know, moved to Lama for about uh, one year, and then I moved back. Because, what year was this? Let me think, it's 1989 or 1990, around that time. I'm not sure. That was before my time. Yeah. So I also love Lama, but um, I mean, for work, it's a bit, uh, you know, far away, yeah, to travel every day. So I moved back to um, Cane Road, that area. So that area has been my neighborhood for so long. And it was around that time um, when my kids, you know, they were small and I, I started to, you know, really look into the neighborhood, the environment and all the developments there. And I found, you know, there were very little space for children to play, you know, not enough open space, you know, well-designed open space. And there were lots of development, you know, knocking down, knocking down of, you know, old buildings, tenement buildings, like four or five story tenements building. And, you know, all the new developments were 50 stories you know, super high, you know, glass, you know, facade, like that. And, and really it's not, you know, environmentally, it's not sustainable no. nor friendly to um, children, families, and, and old people. So we started that, um, the concern group, really, um, to look at planning and heritage conservation in the neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah, and um, one of our first projects is to look at the, what, what is called the PMQ now, 
Yeah, because at that time the site was on the land sales list and the government is planning to, to sell that site to a developer for two blocks of high-rise residential towers. So at that time we just you know, came together with a few neighbors and uh, tried to find out what we could do about that. You know, trying to figure out ways. Legendary, <laughs> and, and this is one of the reasons I have you for breakfast today is because not many people know this. Not many people know that the PMQ was going to be demolished. And we would have had a nondescript, another residential tall rise building with no character necessarily. And, we would have lost part of our heritage. Yeah. And that was so inspirational to see the PMQ saved and to see what it's become today, which is wonderful. Yeah, we, we were like that too, you know, when we saw it in the news that it was on the, you know, land sale list, we, we just couldn't believe it. We say, not again, you know, another, you know, public site gone. And not again, that's the key word, not, not again. Not Please again. wake up, what's yeah. going on, you know? Yeah, and at that time we were just like freshmen, you know, we, we, yeah. we were just, you know, ordinary guy fong, you know, who lived in the neighborhood and from different professions and, you know, housewives and gallery owner or, you know, work in, someone who worked in the textile industry. And, um, but we just came together as a group of community members and we try to figure out ways to change it and um, you know we are not happy about the planning at that time and um, from then on we just um, learn you know the 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 the, the um, ways in planning you know in the issues related to a heritage all the red tape uh -huh. yes. all the complications how many yeah. government departments are involved for one square inch? Town Not planning like you just board. Have to deal with one yeah. government department, right? No, yeah. Transport, we have um, buildings and lands, planning, the town planning board, we make a town planning application. We also research um, into the history of that area, and we have very interesting findings about not only the police uh, quarters, but the central school which is the, the Queen's College. Yeah, Queen's yeah. College, also called Queen's College, the first um, public school in Hong Kong. And then before that, there was a Xing Wong Temple on that site, which is also, you know, an amazing finding for me because um, before I... Before the school, there was a temple. Yeah, it's called a Xing Wong. And that's why there is a Xing Wong Street now. Yes. You know, I walk up and down that street for so many years without realizing no. this story and um, to me it's a revelation you know for someone who you know who lived in that area to be in you know connection with all those stories and history of that particular yeah. neighborhood yeah. is it's really you know it's, it's touches beautiful. me it's yes. empowering yeah. it gives us purpose right yeah when we live in an old neighborhood with history and culture, it gives us a sense of purpose. It gives us a sense of identity. It gives us a sense of community. It gives more relevance to the neighborhood in which we live. Right? You can almost feel, you yeah. know, when you close your eyes, yeah, you're in that old neighborhood. You, you're in touch of people who were there in the past. Yeah, they're all there. They're still there, you know. It's, we are just in different dimensions, mm. yeah. So I, I think it's it's really beautiful for us to be in touch of the past of a place that we can actually feel we are part of that yeah. long history. Absolutely. Mm. And Katmana Cafe here now is in this um, one of the oldest neighborhoods in Hong Kong, right? And, um, you know, there's a lot of water underneath us, right? Oh, Coming yes. down from the mountains, going down all the way to Victoria Harbour. Yes. And I've always said that this is one of the reasons why the Taiping Shan Commons area, this area here, is one of the oldest neighborhoods, is because of the fresh water. Yes. Right? I also read about some studies about this water coming down. Yeah. And in fact, um, during the very dry period in the 1960s, 
and uh, you know when there's only very limited water supply water ration yeah, yeah water ration in Hong Kong people can still collect water from the walls yes. where the water just you know came coming out from through. the holes it, it yeah. still does you can't stop it it <laughs> keeps on coming to the surface yeah it, it can't be contained mm -hmm. you know because this neighborhood, Hong Kong, is built on fresh water. Yes, right? yeah, and the water coming down from the hill, you know, there are certain areas yeah. that they concentrate, yes. and that's why we have uh, places called the water lane, the tank lane. Absolutely. Yeah, it's because it's related to this water. Do you know Sunny, who used to live here in the neighborhood? Sunny? Do you know Sunny? Which? He used to, he, uh -huh. he used to work in the Chinese restaurant on Taiping Shan, but it's gone now. Uh -huh. And his name was Sunny. And mm. Very sunny, happy-go-lucky uh, local chap. He yeah. was also born and raised in this neighborhood. Yes. And he was telling me some wonderful stories when he was a kid. Exactly, they would come and collect water here. Mm -hmm. You know, all of Hong Kong was suffering with drought, but here they always had water. Yes, yeah. yes. I also know a, a few friends who, um, you know, grew up in this place and. You know, he told me wonderful stories of the time when he was a kid, you know, where he would play, yeah. you know, in the medical museum. They um, used to be like an institute, you know, to study the, the pathological institute, to study, you know, ways to combat, you know, those diseases. And, and animals were raised there at that oh, time. Wow. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I found an old photo of that particular site, the medical museum, where there was, you know, the, the animals, there are fences, you oh, know, wow, to keep cages, some animals. Wow. Not cages, they just, you know, surround fence, them. Yeah. And, uh, so they studied them. They, they studied yeah. them, yeah. So um, this area, it's And amazing. no high rises back then, right? No. Everything was low rise. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, you know the history about the bubonic plague. Yes. Yeah, long time ago in the 1890s. Yes. And that's how we now have the uh, Blake Garden. Yes. Beautiful. It's because of that time. This is a particularly congested yes. and, and densely built area yes. with many, mostly Chinese people. Yes. And uh, and it was actually where you know the bubonic plague was most um, <clears throat> problematic in this area. In the 1890s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know every you know small street, and you can find the stories and and. Uh, yeah. It's great to know about them and, 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 and your, to understand your pressure them. group has been uh, working very hard to preserve all of this and even the old trees, right? You keep an eye on mm -hmm. the old trees so they can't just come and cut them down because one of the neighbors was complaining that you know the leaves are dripping onto the balcony, or, you know. No, they, they shouldn't be cut because exactly. of that. So yeah. the, the fact that you are around mm -hmm. gives me peace of mind. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. Like, and also, I really enjoy, you know, having a neighbor like you because having you around also, you know, it's so, you know, aligned with this, you know, the the the, the atmosphere yes. of this neighborhood. Yes, it's really good. It's the only reason we have the cafe here. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not the best place for a business, right? Yeah, <laughs> you but can say that. it's the best place for mm -hmm. culture. It's the best place for community. And we use this beautiful terrace here for events. Yeah. And where in Hong Kong can you sit and have a coffee or, you know, some food without the cars? And have a, a slow life, a slow, slow life. pace. And fresh air, right? Yes. We're yes. sitting here, there are no cars, no buses, no mm -hmm. trucks. It's much quieter, we're surrounded by trees, we're surrounded by history. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. really nice yeah. that uh, people appreciate, yeah. you know, this uh, this neighborhood, yes. and it's quietness, the tranquility, you know, the the atmosphere, and and don't mind having to walk a little bit to come here. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're on Pound Lane now. Do you know why it's called Pound Lane? Any yes. Idea? Oh, yes. Why? Yes. Um, you know, this area is closely associated with the British. You know. Um, coming to Hong Kong, they landed on the, you know, the Possession Point, yeah. which is now called the Possession Street. And um, so when they landed, they set up their camps here and, um, you know, stay here and exploring, you know, the, the Hong Kong Island and the surrounding yeah. area. And um, 
when they set up the camp, they also need animals, you know, just for food. And so pound is not, you know, the weighing instrument, oh. but it's an animal pound. Oh, pound for I animals. see. Yeah. Okay. Some people misunderstood, and also in the Chinese name is like it's a, like a scale, the pound. Yes. But the not British at pound. all. Yeah. yeah, it's not at all. So it's, it's actually like an animal. animal a, a, a place that, that they, they fence the up the animal oh, and wow. uh, to keep the animal for you know for their stay in Hong Kong. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that's the story of Pound Lane. Yeah. And talking of Pound Lane, you campaigned very hard to stop the modern development of Pound Lane by putting another escalator, mm -hmm. which would have entirely ruined it will. this neighborhood. Um, what's the history of, of, of this campaign? Because I remember it's called I Love Pound Lane. We saw these posters yeah, everywhere. We say no to the escalator. Yeah. yeah. And you pretty much stopped it, right? I'm, I, I can say that um, that project has been shelved. Yes. Yeah, because we, we haven't heard about it and it was not talked about in the district council yes. anymore. They, they now focus on other um, projects. And um, it was a few years ago, I, I think at least five years ago, yes. when uh, it was raised in the district council by uh, some district councillors who thought that um, you know, building an escalator here would uh, want them you know, votes and uh, it's kind of you know, infrastructure that they are happy to see coming up in the district. And possibly invest in. Oh yeah, sure. So Bec they could see Soho too here, right? Yeah, and more Bonasan. development and uh, having an escalator is being, you know, um, uh, sold by you know the property agents as another area where you can see new new development, yes. high rise, well, new the luxurious. Value of all of these properties, so this one, this one, they all went up on the rumor that Pound Lane escalator was coming in. I remember also a, a, a property agency, you know, which doing all those um, buying up of property yeah. has set up a shop right down yeah. there. Yeah. 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 And uh, there's some property developers, developers, I mm -hmm. don't think that's the right word. Uh -huh. We should call them property builders. Yeah. Because development is, this is oh, development, oh, oh, right? Oh, yeah. 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 We should um, see development talking, is talking in a totally different exactly, way. Yeah. yeah. They bought up a lot of these properties. Yes, um, yes. So anyway, so Pound Lane we can rest assured because when we were first taking over the cafe here, in the back of my mind, I was worried about Pound Lane. Yes. Because this was still early 2015. Mm. And the rumors were that they still wanted to go ahead with the escalator. And I was thinking, you know, maybe if we have a business here, we can help stop the escalator. Good for you too. Even though it would be very good for our business, but it won't be very good for our spirits, won't be very good for our... It would be very sad. You would sad. see the whole street, you know, completely dug up. Yeah. No, not not talking about commercialized yet. It will be Physically dug up, dug up, yeah. dug up, destroyed, and for quite a number of years before the escalator will be running. Yeah. And from then on, it will be, you know, very mechanical, a mechanical thing, you know, going up the street. You will hear the noise, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. And then it will be very busy, and uh, the, 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 the ambience. The will go. Yeah, the, the ambience of the area yeah. will, will be totally, you know, gone. Yeah. So we are very happy that, um, you know, the government uh, finally comes to the, its senses, you know, Absolutely. to to um, to shelve this project. And but but we still need to you know, keep watching very carefully. You, you, there's no time to relax, right? You, you can't. Well, you yeah. Can't rest. <laughs> but I, I think I can't rest. it's important to do that as yeah. well. And, and I somehow we, we see it as our mission to, to watch over the, the neighborhood because <clears throat> this is such a historic and sensitive neighborhood, yes. you know, that, um, you know, any you know, unsensible development will ruin the place. 
so a sensible development. That's the word. <laughs> so we are not against development. We're just against blind, what we used to call blind development. Yeah. On Lama back in the day, we also campaigned very hard to save Yom Shuan. Mm -hmm. So our first campaign was 1994 to try and save the bay, Yom Shuan Harbor. Yeah. And we lost that campaign. They what went happened? ahead. They went ahead and reclaimed um, the whole the whole shore of the whole shore of um, Yom they, they did that. Uh -huh. That was 94-95. It was a big campaign. It got a lot of media attention, and we played it up. We used drumming and music, mm -hmm. and marched to the uh, chief executive back then, the governor back then, and uh, we handed out petitions, and we collected thousands of signatures. And, but never, nevertheless, the reclamation went ahead. Mm -hmm. But it was only one side of, okay. of Yung Shiwan. So we learned a lot. We, we learned the system. Yes. We met with many different government departments. We heard the views of some local people that were supporting it mm -hmm. and the views of others who weren't supporting it. The majority of the people didn't support it because they were very aware that it was going to irrevocably ruin the character of Yung Shiwan. Right. Nevertheless, it went ahead and they've got the refuse collection point there now and the police station. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then it resurfaced again in 2003 and they wanted to reclaim the rest of Yungshiwa. Wow. So the main street will become a secondary street. So the main street, the harbor, they wanted to build another street uh -huh. <coughs> and then another waterfront. They did not succeed, right? They did not succeed. We stopped it. Yeah. We called that campaign Save Lama. Mm. And we got universities involved, Hong Kong U, wow. Science University, uh -huh. a lot of academics. We had a lot of support behind us. That's good. Because truly they would have killed Lama Island. 7-Eleven, mm. Parking Shop, Welcome, they would have it's, all come it in. It would be terrible. And, and the natural harbor would be completely Gone. filled up. Gone. Yeah. And what they were proposing was not aesthetic. It was not a sensible development. Uh -huh. So we proposed our own plan, mm -hmm. an alternative plan, mm -hmm. which was very communal, very people-friendly, very eco-friendly, aesthetically beautiful, would have been wonderful for tourists. Yes. But the government wasn't listening, um, the local powers that be didn't understand it, they just thought we were anti-development. Mm. We tried to explain that we are just anti-blind development. So it kind of became a bit political, as you would know. Yeah. But nevertheless, we won that campaign. Yeah. At least they stopped the stopped. The but now, it's kind of being resurfaced again. Again. And when you earlier said not again, <laughs> this is what we've been saying on Lama. Not again. <laughs> you know. How come? I mean, how how will it um, because happen the, again? Because the local powers, the local yeah. politicians, have vested interest in. The construction materials, and oh. the sand, and the cement, and, and labor—they have—they have a vested commercial interest. Mm -hmm. So for them, it's really about profit. It's really about money. Yes. So for them, a big reclamation of Yongshuan Harbor means a lot of work, a lot mm -hmm. of business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you have to start, you know. Start again. <laughs> start again. I. I don't think I, I personally can start again. Well, you have to work it's, as it's a community. The next generation. Mm -hmm. It's the next generation now. And on Lama, there is the next generation. Good. And they have organizations and NGOs, and they are raising awareness and educating. You know, now the millennials yeah. have come You through. can be their advisor. Of course. Yes. Of course. Yeah. But as you know, it takes a lot of time to campaign. I know. A lot of yeah. energy. Not of energy. A lot of money. A lot mm. of efforts. Mm. It's a full-time job if you want to succeed. So we've already done two really, really big campaigns. Mm -hmm. And for the Save Lama campaign, I dedicated two months of seven days a week of my time. Yeah. So we succeeded. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it, it really yeah, takes it's all very, your very time mentally, consuming. spiritually, physically, emotionally. Mm -hmm. So we but understand we what's understand each not, other. Again. not again. <laughs> not again. Not again. I'm like, not again. <laughs> even today, in 2018, the government's going to propose to knock this down, build that, and we're going to say, not again. You know, yes. Please, mm -hmm. let's develop as a developed city. Let's grow as as a as a as a as a, as a hub of, of community and culture and heritage. Yeah. Let's give the people what they want. We want peace. 
and uh, you know. And we want pedestrianized streets. Oh, we yeah. want streets for people. Mm -hmm. In Hong Kong, a car has more rights than you or me. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you are just, we are very close to Hollywood Road, right? Yes. You know, Hollywood Road has been so congested, you know, every day. Yeah. I mean, around noon or afternoon time, yeah. it started, the cars started to queue up. Yeah. You know, it's terrible. And Soho. And Soho. Staunton, Elgin. Why wasn't this pedestrianized yeah. 15, 20 years ago? It's not a very walkable area. I mean, no. it should be walkable. But it's not. But it's, it's dangerous. Not. Yeah, I mean, especially in Soho. I, I live quite close to Soho. And, um, you know, the pedestrian walkway is very narrow. Yeah. And always there are trucks Congested, parking, polluted. parking along the, the, the yeah. one lane. Yeah. And then the other lane is all, you know, congested. It, it should be very walkable if it's pedestrianized. And if it's pedestrianized, think how it would benefit the environment, think how it would benefit the economy, mm. think how it would benefit tourism, yeah. think how it would benefit the arts and crafts, mm. think how it would benefit all the businesses there. Because I then we could have street furniture, yeah. we could have street culture, we could have events. It would bring a lot of tourists, a lot of money. Mm -hmm. The, the restaurants and the shops will become so much busier. Yeah. The kids can run around. We can breathe. There's no danger of our kids being run over by a truck. I think people will generally be happier if the street is pedestrianized. And um, I remember um, when Carrie Lam became, you know, the chief executive. Um, on the first two days of July, Hollywood Road was actually pedestrianized to organize you know, a lot of events and you know, like a festival for Hollywood Road. And people are actually enjoying themselves yeah. a lot, yeah. you know. And I wonder why or whether we should propose, you know, to the government again and at least to, you know, have a trial, you know, like during the weekends yeah. to pedestrianize, yeah. you know, just Saturday or Sunday, you know, have yeah. a trial and, and Soho see. makes a lot more sense than Devo Road. You know, there's a big campaign now to pedestrianize Devo Road. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's difficult. Soho would be a lot easier because the businesses would support, mm -hmm. most residents would support. Of course, some will object. But I, I think as long as we take care no of the, the, the delivery, you know. Well, what do they do all over the world? Uh -huh. Hong Kong legislators are saying, well, what about the delivery? Uh -huh. Well, what have they done in every other country in the world? They could They've be taken here off. I mean, you know, Easy. for example, you know, you reserve a time in the morning to do the or delivery. In the evening. Yeah. And in the evening. But uh, the rest of the time, it could be pedestrianized. What have they done in every European city? Mm. They pedestrianize streets. Yeah. It's an old, it's an easy problem to solve. Yes, it it's not difficult at all. So mm. that's not the real reason they don't want it to happen. Mm. There are other interests, as you say. Commercial. Also, the developers, they don't like that their building is not, you know, accessible by car, you know, right up in front of the door, something like that. Correct, but that's, yeah. they're misguided because they would benefit the most because a lot of tourists would come, a lot of locals, mm. there'd be a lot more spending money, a lot more, the economy would benefit so they, much. They need to think a bit and more, you know, not yeah, just looking just at like, the no, surface. No, 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 but yeah. why no? Uh -huh. Because if, if we follow that mentality, then we're still hitting each other with sticks and stones on the heads. Yeah. You know, if we say no to everything, I, I, let's I think, invent the wheel. No, no, let's not invent the yeah. wheel, you know? I, I think we should talk about it more. Yeah, I think uh, the talk about pedestrianization uh, was a few years ago already. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it recently not much have been done, not, nothing at all have been done and not much the discussion. We could. You well, know, now the consciousness of people is much more ready than in 2007 and 8 when we were talking about pedestrianizing Soho. Yeah. Remember HK Magazine? Yes. They yes. did a whole cover on what a pedestrianized Soho would look like. Yeah. We were involved with that. And 
but now the millennials, mm -hmm. the young ones, anyone younger than 30 is ready for pedestrianization oh, yeah. because they understand why. Mm -hmm. You know, the millennials are moving towards plant-based diets, oh, yeah. moving towards setting yeah. up NGOs. They care about the environment, mm. they care about the air, they care about community. They appreciate the they appreciate. old tenement buildings. Uh, they, so we live yeah. in a different Hong Kong now I'm than glad. we did yeah. in 2007 or 8. So I think now is the time to start the campaign to pedestrianize. Mm -hmm. We've got to start with something feasible. Devo Road is very difficult to pedestrianize. Let's start with something like the street behind Taiping yeah. Shan, yeah. you know I where agree. Tika yeah. is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, we created something called Taiping Shan Common. Society oh. here, uh -huh. and this is two years ago. And we worked very, very hard to pedestrianize the area behind the, the alleyway behind Taiping Shan. Yeah. And we, we, we worked very hard and we had university students helping us. And I remember, and yeah. We used to meet here and mm -hmm. we used to meet in Tika. And we figured out how it can be done. But that was just for one weekend. Mm. So we could have a festival of sorts. Yes. But it's feasible. You can do it for one weekend. And that would set a benchmark, would set an example for uh -huh. the government to see, oh, okay, this kind yeah. of works. Have you contacted the government uh, to talk about this ideas? We stopped it. Oh, wow. we, we ran out of time, we ran out of patience, we ran out of money. Mm -hmm. um, but Nana and myself, we spearheaded this, we funded it. Yeah. Um, we, we figured out how, how it can be done, which government department mm. to go through, which step has to come first, how to deal with the local elderly population because automatically they reject, they say no, without knowing why. Mm -hmm. So we figured out that we have to consult them, they have to be informed, they have to be empowered, and all the various government departments. So we know it can be done. Yeah. I think it's, we need patience and persistence, yeah, right? We perhaps just this is have something to... we can talk about later if yes. we want to pedestrianize yeah. a small part of this neighborhood somewhere. Mm -hmm. Because I think the time is right to do that. Yeah, because the government is also talking a lot about walkability yes. in the city. Yes. And uh, I think these, this is one of those neighborhoods that can actually realize and uh, you know, make it feasible and workable. Yeah. 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 So, so let, let's carry this conversation on later and, and I see. I know, yeah. I would to... love to see um, this area pedestrianized. Uh, everybody would benefit. Everybody. And in fact, walking, you know, we see many people walking in front of us now is a really good exercise for, yes. you know, down the steps. all of us. Yeah. And um, of course, the stairs could be a little bit um, challenging, but I talk to quite a lot of, um, you know, old people, senior in this neighborhood. And um, some of them, you know, actually reflect to me is that because they have to walk and up and down so much that makes them actually healthier. Yeah. Exactly. You know, many people still live in the Tonglao in yes. this area, yeah. and they have to walk up and down every day, and uh, makes them healthier. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. There's some beautiful old people here in this neighborhood who, I'm like this lady here now. You know. I know her. She's a recycling popo. You know. Very important job, and um, keeps the neighborhood clean and. And she's very healthy and very strong and um, very, um, you know, happy with her work. Yeah. And uh, very proud of being able, you know, to, you know, make a living to support herself. And I, I chat with her a lot of times. And uh, yeah, she's very fit. And, uh, yeah, and she serves the community. Yes, she you're she right. She has purpose, you know. Yeah. Tell me a bit about Wingley Street, mm -hmm. um, another success story that mm. has benefited um, everyone. Um, tell me a little bit about that campaign and how you won the campaign for Hong Kong. Well, that campaign was, you know, almost like 10 years ago yeah. when we heard about the Urban Renewal Authority, we call it the URA, um, announced uh, the, the start of their redevelopment project 
So that particular site is not just Wingli Street, but also the surrounding area. Wingli Street, Xingwang Street, Staunton Street, and also the Wainfeng, the back lanes behind Staunton. So it's not a very big area, but um, there are many, many um, Tonglao, or we call tenements buildings in that area. And the ULA just thought, oh, that's a great target because they can buy the, all the buildings cheaply and they can again build like a 40-story tower, two story, two towers for sale. So we realized that project. And, um, but on the other hand, we see a very nice neighborhood in there. You know, many people who lived there for many, many years and uh, were very, um, you know, they are printers. You remember all the printers there? The oldest printing shop left in Hong Kong was there. Yeah, right? yeah. Shame it's gone. Shame it's gone. Because that area is particularly, you know, well known for having a, you know, a concentration of printing workshops. And um, there are all, you know, printing machines where you can learn, you know, how to do the, the types and yes, typeface and so on, typesetting and so on. And um, as a start, you know, we tried to talk to um, those people who live there to find out about the stories of the area. And we also study the, the tenement buildings, the architecture, why is it so special? And uh, I think, in, uh, especially for Wingley Street, because it's a terrace, it's like Taiwan Terrace. Yes. And um, terraces are a very unique features of the city of Victoria, the Victorian, the old town in central, because um, the, the Victoria city was built on a slope. You know, we, we have a very hilly terrain here. Yes. And so the, the first, um, you know, the colonial um, uh, people, they developed the slope of this um, city of Victoria by cutting out terraces. Mm. You know, you can't build on a no. steep slope, but yeah. you need to cut the flat grounds for terraces. So terraces and those wall trees on the retaining walls are in fact very special features of the city of Victoria. And Wingley Street is one of the, you know, remaining terraces, which has a whole row of tenement buildings. There are 12 numbers uh, of tenement buildings on Wingley Street, all a continuous row, and that's quite unique. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. But we found out that, you know, the URA has no idea of preserving the tenements. All they want to do is to build a high-rise tower, and actually, they plan a swimming pool on Wingley Street and a, a clubhouse. You know, that's you know, it's really, I, I think there's yeah, something, a, a they, they have, they have no awareness yes. and no appreciation, yes. I have to say, for the city's heritage and, and the very special character that defines, you know, that part of Hong Kong. Yes. And we are, we are very strongly, you know, about that to, to, to preserve that yes. unique character. So we also work with, together with um, some academics from a Chinese university. And they actually did a very detailed study of the, um, of the architecture, of the terrace, and the, the whole area, the neighborhood. And um, we found out that you know, it's, it's a very special corner of, of the, you know, the whole of Central. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, fair. There's very little left of that kind of, yes. um, uh, of places. So finally, we, we managed to, to convince the government. And also adding to that is a, a movie. Colors of the Rainbow? Yeah, that, that was made in that area, using that area as the, the, the backdrop. Was the yeah. movie filmed before the terrace was saved officially or after the terrace was saved before. officially? Before. Oh. And that helped save it, right? It helped save yes. it, yeah. I actually saw the making of the movie during that. You saw it? Because yeah. we were filming Save the Human. Did you ever see Save the Human, Don't Eat the Planet? Mm -hmm. Did you see that? I haven't, it yeah. It's a six and a half minute small infomentary about the impact eating meat, fish, and dairy is having on our planet. Mm -hmm. We filmed that in 2008, 2009. Uh -huh. While we were filming that, 
they were filming Colors of the Rainbow, so the director yeah. of Colors of the Rainbow yeah. is actually on the video and she's saying, save the human, don't eat the planet. Really? Mabel, right? Mabel Jones. Yes. Yeah. So we asked her to say, save That's the human. That's nice. I met so her too, yeah. Save the human, it, it ended up winning best documentary at the Hong Kong Film Festival. Wow. Only six and a half minutes. Can I still see it yeah, now? It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. There's, there's three of them, the same, but one has Chinese subtitles. Oh, that's nice. Just type in Save the Human, Don't Eat the Planet. Mm -hmm. And of course, that inspired Green Mondays, Green Wednesdays, the whole green movement. That's this was before Mana. That's really this good. This was 2008, 2009, wow. when we were running Life Cafe. And we filmed all across this neighborhood. So you see a lot of beautiful terraces in mm. the film. A um, lot of people you'll know who appeared in the movie, not the movie, just an infomentary. Yeah, it's so nice to talk to you about all these because it seems that we are in the same place, yeah. same time, yeah. doing our different campaigns, but yeah. you know, it's linked in a way, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, yeah. completely linked. Yeah. And uh, of course, a lot of people don't know this history. Mm. Because Hong Kong has always been a transient place where people come and, and go. And the pace is too fast sometimes. And the pace is quick and the pace is quick. Yeah. But yeah, we sit in a beautiful, um, very important neighborhood for Hong Kong and for Hong Kong's development. And this is why we're having breakfast together. Yeah. So tell so me, um, as a woman, Mm -hmm. working in this field and meeting a lot of government departments that are very masculine by nature, um, by structure. How, how do you find it as, as, as a woman leading the way here? In a way, um, I think the work that we have been doing in relation to um, urban planning, conservation, it's very suitable for women to take part because we have this, you know, very strong sense of trying to create a good home, to create a good environment for the family. And we are, you know, very strongly aware, you know, of this, um, you know, the issues that will be affecting the environment, whether the air is clean, the water is clean, whether we have enough greenery and um, open space for the children to play or for the, you know, for the old people to, you know, to walk around in the city. And we also have this very strong sense of defending, you know, a, a, the home, the neighborhood as well. So I find that in my field, uh, in you know, for you know, my friends, many of my friends are women doing that. And um, I'm not saying that men is, you know, are not aware because you are someone that I really admire. Well, I'm half woman. <laughs> if, I, if I shave my beard off, I could pass for We can say that we all have, you know, the men and the woman in yes. us, right? Yes. But I, I think um, the feminist, um, the attention that we put into, you know, um, having a vision for, you know, a, a nice neighborhood and a, a, a warm and caring home is what we could extend to look at our city, whether it is sustainable and whether it will provide a good environment for our children and the family. So I, I think that the whole concept is just a continuation. And um, I'm very happy to see that more and more women are getting involved in this movement. And um, they, they, many of them are leading the way in different districts. You know, Hong Kong, although Hong Kong you can say is very small, but we have many different districts. And um, I'm very happy to see that you know, increasingly, you know, the members of the community, different small community, are becoming aware of the, the problems that we are facing, the threats that we are facing from overdevelopment. And they are coming out, you know, stand up to talk about it, to, you know, try to fight for, you know, a better environment. And Absolutely. I can see it in, you know, everywhere in Hong Kong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's so beautiful. As I said earlier, I feel so much happier to know that there's someone like you 
in our environment, in our community, looking out for something that belongs to everyone. I think it's, it's somehow it's all, all our, it's yes. our responsibility yeah. to look out for each other, yeah. you know, yeah. to, to help. Because now, for example, a neighborhood like this, and um, we need to have someone, for example, people who lived here, people who have to shop here, to help taking care Absolutely. of it. You know, we can't, you know, be everywhere at the same no, time. But no. if we have like, you know, like the comrades, you yes. know, we are comrades. Yes. And in, in this neighborhood and, and we, I, I will be very happy to think that, oh, Bobsy is here on uh, Thai on Terrace yes. and his, his shop is here. He will be watching out. If there is some problems, yeah. you can let us know and we can try yeah. to figure out uh, a way to make it and better. You know, just around the corner on the terrace, uh -huh. there's an old gas lamp. Can we protect, can we renovate that? Renovate? Yeah, yeah. because it's still standing and it's yeah. from 1910 or something. I know, I noticed that, yeah. yeah. We, first of all, we, we have to make sure that it will not be damaged in any way. Yeah. So we need to, for example, check with the, the antiquities and monuments. You know the there. one I mean, right? Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, a skeleton yeah. just standing yeah. there. Yeah, it's beautiful though. But yeah. Do you want to use to... it again? To function again? Yes, let's make it function again because I think people need that now. People yeah. are wanting that. Yeah, we have the same similar one on the, the, um, in Central. Yes. Yeah, the steps. Yeah. So, um, that are functional. And, that yeah. are functional. And 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 are any more left? Are there any more left? Not that many. So I Not think that many. I think Hong Kong would support preserving maybe one Definitely. of the last ones left standing. Definitely. And, and uh, it's a is a in a very nice area with the area. the old steps yeah. and very Shall very. Shall we do that? Yes, yeah. Yeah. And then obviously, we need to get Hong Kong Electric involved. I think maybe or yes. Or town if gas. If you you want it to become an electric lamp, and the the thing is, yeah. There's a whole lot of things that we can yes, do. Of course. We have to watch out for, especially for old neighborhoods like this. There are some features that you know are you know still remaining here that have been standing here for say over 150 yes. years. You know the stairs, the the stone retaining walls. They may not necessarily be a certain building. But there are many features, yes. like the, the gas lamp, yes. that you know we should cherish it yes. and uh, find ways to protect it and Renovate hopefully it. to make yeah. it useful again. Things like that, yeah. Why not? I think the time is right now. You know, an idea whose time has come is stronger than all the forces in the world. Mm. And this is always how we've changed the world. Yeah. When an idea whose time has come can't be stopped. Yes. And it's like ending slavery for example. Mm. Ending and human slavery. Yeah, we can um, we can work together to do that and, and now I think peace. Hong Kong would support pedestrianization, would support renovation, would support conservation, would support heritage. Very different to ten years ago. Yeah. That's what we are trying to do with that area um, next to Wingley Street. Yes. Now you, you you can see that um, it's still under the URA. And I've got these ugly metal fences. fences. Yeah. yeah, we are trying to get together a group of um, you know community members to think of ways to open up that uh, fenced-up yeah. area. Let's and open it up and plant flowers and trees. Yeah, and yeah. It, it will be a very nice public space. Yes. And the the old tenements behind that. Um, which have been bought up by the URA, we are trying to ask them to preserve them and, mm. and to um, give uses to them. Yes. You know, make it, you know, residence for yes. people who need, you know, housing, for yes. example. Yes. And uh, on the ground floor, it can be some interesting shops or like a heritage interpretation mm. uh, room. or paper making yeah. or some old, you know. Um, yeah. Arts and crafts, mm. and, and second-hand bookshop. Absolutely, yeah. there's a million beautiful things to do that would make people happy, would would give meaning, would give value. And then um, I noticed that on Bridges Street, um, the old Bauhaus 
architectural um, market. Yeah. There are only two left in Hong Kong, right? Yeah. That's going to become a news museum? Yeah, it's called a news expo. It's mainly for you know, the news industry in Hong Kong to exhibit, you know, maybe their old archives, uh, you know, for, you know, to, to do some thematic exhibitions. And uh, I, I think that's a nice project as well. And as you can see, the, the PMQ is now, you know, running. Yeah. Okay. And then we very soon we have that news expo opening. Yeah. It's probably, you know, end of this year. Yeah. And uh, the whole neighborhood would and be. We have there. the central police station coming very oh, soon. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm so yeah. happy to see that mm -hmm. finally. Mm -hmm. Um, because we, we tried to open a beautiful community inside, yeah. but the Hong Kong Jockey Club... Why? They didn't <laughs> understand what we were talking about. Uh -huh. We were talking about community, we were talking about culture, we were talking about health food, mm -hmm. we were talking about music, arts and crafts. They didn't understand it. Oh. All they wanted was business, business, big restaurants, big restaurants, big restaurants. And their briefing was... Uh -huh. It has to be for the community, it has to be about heritage, it has to be for Hong Kong. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Two years they made us apply and work and we presented a dossier this big, this thick. Yeah. And they said no. Oh. And now if you look at who the tenants are, mm -hmm. it's the big groups, it's the big restaurants groups. Oh, that's a shame. the opposite of what they said. Uh oh. Yeah. And they honestly didn't understand what we were talking about or what we wanted to do and mm -hmm. which was very bizarre. But nevertheless, putting that aside, mm -hmm. I'm very happy to finally see yeah. the central police station because this is going to be mega. This is yeah. going to bring a lot of tourists. A lot of it took about ten, more than 10 years, right? It's a long, it's long, a long project, yeah. So central police station, PMQ, um, the news museum, Wingley Terrace, yeah. us here, Haiping Shan. You know, it's time now the government looked at the neighborhood as a whole yes. and understood its importance for development, hmm. for the economy, for the future of Hong Kong. Yeah. It's time even, yeah. to look at this holistically hmm. and not just small pockets here and there and connect the whole neighborhood together, yeah. what I call Greater Central. Yeah, I think even for the tourists, it's a very interesting part of um, Old Central. Massive. And I, I think, well, you can say some tourists will go for the shopping part of Hong Kong, but there are other tourists that are more interested yeah. in the culture, in, in the, you know, the, the, the history of um, Hong Kong, especially this very, very, very historic part of Central. And you can see more of them coming. Sometimes I find it uh, quite amusing when I saw um, many tourists standing in front of the wall next to GOD to, yeah. to, to take that picture. Non-stop. I want to tell them there's so much more to see in but Taiping Shan. They don't know because no one's telling them and they're mm. coming in busloads yeah. and they're from only three countries. Korea. Korea, Japan and China. Yeah. That's it. Amazing. And they're mostly girls, if you've noticed. <laughs> and they mostly walk in twos or fours. Mm -hmm. So, and they all go to the egg tart shop. Oh, yeah. And they take pictures next to the G.O.D. wall. It's just this little small route they go on and they oh, don't diverge. Yeah. They don't come to these neighborhoods because they don't know. Yeah, they should. Because no one's telling them. Mm. And the buses that park in front of the Manmo Temple, you know, they, yeah. they, they cause a lot of pollution, they cause a lot of congestion. And again, it's just tour operators that are only interested in making money. Mm. And they bring them in the busloads and they park there and they create traffic jams and congestion, as I said. And they come down off the bus, they take them to the Manmo Temple and they put them back on yeah. the bus again and they drive them to Central. You know? not, not that interesting. Not interesting. I, I think... Um, but in the future, I think we should work more on, you know, promoting, you know, the walking trails, you know, the walking routes that take people from, you know, um, for example, like from Government Hill, Central Police Station, and then they can walk through Soho and they can look at PMQ, for example, Manmo Temple. They can go to Wingley Street to look at the News Expo and they can go on come to Taiping Shan, which is a very historic neighborhood, 
and they can enjoy, you know, a quiet time in here, you know, just, you know, yeah. looking at the nice environment. And, and also the medical museum is very interesting. Museum, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And the so gas much to do. The gas lamps and the pound lane and Well, you know, we call this area Poho now. Yes, I know. We're, we're just, I know. Poho because of Pohing Farm and mm -hmm. Pound Lane. But we don't want it to be exactly like Soho because Soho no, this has is a, become. This is a developed. Yeah. This is more developed. Yeah, we want it to be a, a more have have its own character, and um, that can be supported by you know the, our research on the history of this area, the stories. Uh, we can even publish some you know maps or you know like booklets to tell people about yeah. the stories of well, that there's, there's so here, much right? materials i fished this out because uh -huh. i just saw it and i knew you were coming look how beautiful this yes. illustration yes. is yes i love i know the artist yes yeah. she she did some of the drawings here actually oh let me just share this with um our friends Shenwan. it's a beautiful yeah. neighborhood it is it's very green, actually, compared Stunning. with other other parts and of when, Central. And when you look at something holistically like that, you get an idea of, mm -hmm. you know, the value yeah. of this neighborhood to Hong Kong, you know? I think uh, many, you know, film producers have already noticed oh, yes. the, the, the character of this yes. area. They come and they film here sometimes. They come here yeah. day and night, I think, yeah. Absolutely. And then on a closing note, are you optimistic about how things are moving? Well, um, I think you can feel that I'm essentially a very optimistic person. Yes. Somehow, you know, when you, you know, have to be like an activist or if, if you have to do campaigns like this, one of the very important things is you have to be optimistic and you, you really hope that and you somehow try to get as many people as possible to join you know our our work and um, I'm optimistic because as you say I'm hopeful to um, to have our younger generations joining us they know the importance of you know having a good environment of you know of um, work building the community and um, you know to have people like you you know who have been already been spending so many years and we now know each other and we have a network in the community not saying that we have we are a lot of people but we have some people is growing. who are passionate and who see Hong Kong as their home Absolutely. yeah and uh, with that in mind although it's it's challenging because you know the pressure for development is always very strong yes, in Hong yes. Kong and our government has not um, catch up you know with our you know thinking Absolutely. not yet not, not yet. yet not yet we still have to do a lot of work to try to change the government yes. as well and now we have a woman in charge our chief executive is a woman yeah yeah. So I'm hoping that we're going to see more compassion, more awareness, more yeah. education. She's more sensitive. More uh, sensitive. I have to say, in, um, in our previous um, work or campaign to save the heritage, yes. you know, she, she is more sensitive to that. So maybe now it's time to speed up. Yes, yes, we have to talk to her. Let's do and, that. Um, yeah, we have to have all these community members together. We, maybe we come here, have a meeting, table. yeah, have a round table, and then... Let's do that. This space is available for that. This space is available. You see how long the table is here? Yes, so yeah, we can have 20 have people sitting table. around, you know? Yeah. And we can all talk together and, and just... Make things happen. Be proactively creative and make things happen, exactly. And on that note, I'm going to give you this <laughs> bag as a gift, Katie, oh, for <laughs> being you. on Breakfast with Bobsy. Let's mm -hmm. put the bonsoi aside. <laughs> so this is for you. Diet, Diet change, change, not climate change. Oh. And here it says, eat like it matters. Yes, so this is I my, remember my that. My gift to you. Thank you, Bobsy. I really enjoyed, you know, talking pleasure. to you. And, it's uh, so important to 
view these subjects, these topics, because they are so topical, they are so relevant to what's happening in our world today. Yeah. And we can start small, I think. We can start with our neighborhood yes. and have it, you know, the spread yes. this message. Yes. And uh, yeah, it's nice to start here. In fact, On that note. Yeah. Thank you very much, Bob. Thank you. Nice chatting with you. Thank you. Mm -hmm.